it's up to you and me to shine a guiding light and lead the way. United by our cause, we have the power to pursue what we believe. We'll achieve the realization of our dreams. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of New Horizons. I'm Vaughan Benison. Thanks once again for your company. The question of independent functional assessments has been taking the disability sector by storm in recent months. It's something that's proposed by the National Disability Insurance Scheme. To find out more about this and uh, what BCA's position is, we spoke to somebody who's no stranger to the programme. Ricky Chaplin, welcome back to the program. Great. Thanks, Vaughan. Great to be here again. BCA Connect, it was a fabulous event, and congratulations to all at BCA. And uh, you were involved as well, uh, chairing one of the panels. Yeah, I wasn't chairing exactly, but uh, yes, I did play a large part in that panel, and that was the uh, panel on the Disability Royal Commission. So uh, it really was a great day. It was. It was absolutely brilliant. I'm really impressed. And uh, the recordings will soon be made available for those people who weren't able to attend on the day. The uh, the whole thing was recorded and they will be made available shortly. I'm reliably informed, so uh, you'll get to hear Ricky's dulcet tones once again. That's not what we're here to talk about, though. We're uh, here to talk about some changes that the NDIA is looking to implement to... Um, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Ricky, but to establish people's access to the NDIS. Is, is that what it's about? Yeah, so the uh, notion of the independent functional assessments came out of the review into the operation of the NDIS conducted by David Tune. Um, and so the NDIA, National Disability Insurance Agency, have in their wisdom decided to implement independent functional assessments. That is assessments that are conducted entirely independently of the NDIA by professionals who have had no previous interaction with NDIS participants whom they're assessing. So, uh, yep, it's a very new concept and one which has caused a great deal of concern throughout the uh, disability advocacy sector. So at what point in the process would this apply? I mean, a lot of us have uh, assessments conducted by occupational therapists as part of our NDIS plans, and they're called functional assessments. At what point does this independent functional assessment apply and to whom? Okay, so it applies to people who are entering the scheme, uh, who have been made eligible and who are looking to establish their first plan. It also applies to those who are seeking a plan review or whose plan have has reached an end and uh, a new plan needs to be established. Now, what's happening for a lot of people at the moment is that their plans are being automatically rolled over if they indicate that they're satisfied with their current plan. However, if you want to have a plan review or you need to have one, then that's when these independent functional assessments would apply. So... Is this in addition to any assessment that you might have as part of your plan? So let me give you an example. 
If I were looking to purchase some adaptive technology as part of my NDIS plan, uh, I might have capital supports built into my plan. But in order to provide to be provided with the adaptive technology, uh, I need to have an assessment by an adaptive technology specialist or an occupational therapist. So I have that assessment, and that person reports that yes, um, that person, this person should have the technology that they're asking for. Um, does that mean then that um, because that usually would generate a plan review to make sure that the appropriate level of funding was included in your NDIS plan. Does that mean a further assessment would be undertaken to verify that information? Yes, it would. However, that isn't very different from what occurs now. So at the moment, when you have a plan uh, being established, you are assessed by a staff member of, an, of the NDIA or by a local area coordinator, LAC. And then you would have a secondary assessment once it's determined that you have requested the adaptive technology. And it's that secondary assessment which will determine uh, or be approved by an NDIA delegate. And uh, after that second assessment, you would receive the adaptive technology. So that isn't going to change. What's going to change is the fact that uh, at the moment uh, you can have uh, professionals or support people involved in the uh, assessment conducted by an LAC or by the NDIA uh, who know you, who have a good rapport with you, an ongoing relationship with you. Uh, one of the most concerning aspects of the independent functional assessment at this stage is that it will be conducted by a person who does not know you whatsoever and we've been told that you cannot have a support person present unless there are circumstances where it's clear that you would not cope with without that support person present. So their aim is to have a an entirely objective assessment being conducted. But what seems to have been missed here is that people won't provide their best responses under those sorts of circumstances. And that's what the disability advocacy sector are lobbying for at the moment to have that recognised by the NDIA and they're seeking a great deal more consultation on how the independent functional assessments will be implemented. Mm. I think that's a really important issue because uh, depending on uh, the person who is conducting your assessment often will depend on the result that you get and I'm not clear on how it can be said to be objective, for example, if you have a person who is assessing your need for... Um, Braille, for example, and Braille-based technology, um, you know, having Braille transcription in your NDIS plan and all of those things, somebody who's never met a blind person or never had anything to do with people who are blind or vision impaired. And if you're not able to articulate the um, the the often absolute necessity for Braille, um, especially, for example, for a deaf-blind person, but, you know, even just for a, a totally blind person, if, if you can't communicate that effectively, how does that person understand and does that put your future NDIS plan in jeopardy? That is the concern of the sector precisely, and certainly that's what we've pointed out in our letter, in BCA's letter to Minister Stuart Robert, which I drafted a couple of weeks ago now, um, yet we're very concerned about the idea that assessors will not necessarily have specialist knowledge about uh, 
specific diagnoses, and in our case, blindness of vision impairment. And of course, other disability advocacy groups, uh, particularly diagnostic-specific uh, disability organisations, have uh, very legitimate concerns about that as well. Um, so, and it's, it's unclear as to how much influence the participant will have over the process. Uh, what we're being told at the moment, if you uh, look at the documentation that's available uh, regarding independent functional assessments is that a variety of different tools will be used to assess people's needs. However, if these tools are applied simply robotically, mechanically, uh, without uh, sensible interventions by human beings, then you're going to get potentially some um, yeah, very disturbing results. And so I, I think the, these concerns are very valid and do need to be addressed by the NDIA. And there is, a, I understand, an opportunity for people to uh, to draw their concerns to the attention of the NDIA, uh, an, an upcoming roundtable. That's right. So we're going to have a roundtable uh, on the 5th of November. Uh, it will take a a similar form to the previous roundtable that we had at the end of August uh, regarding thin markets. And uh, at that roundtable on the 5th of November, we're going to have a representative uh, from the NDIA in uh, Sam Bennett. And Sam uh, has the majority of the informa information that uh, can be distributed to people in terms of, you know, how this is going to happen. And he'll be the one, really, he'll be able to answer questions and take feedback at this point. Uh, it, it kind of feels like we're essentially the messenger at the moment. We're also the advocate. Um, and it, it's really the NDIA who need to undertake this consultation. And so this, this roundtable is very important. And I'm very pleased that, uh, that Sam Bennett will be attending because I, I think, um, you know, it, it, I have um, had interactions with Sam before in a workshop that I attended recently. Uh, and, you know, I think he'll be very open to taking that feedback on board. But I think it's a very necessary step that we're taking here and having that roundtable. Do we have a time frame on this? Is this something that's going to happen or is this something that the NDIA is uh, very seriously considering at this point? No, it is going to happen. And this is why the sector is concerned again, uh, because it's been made very clear this is going to happen. Um, what they're saying that they will negotiate on is how it's implemented. So we're looking at early 2021 uh, in terms of a time frame. But we have been told that, yep, right or wrong, this is going to be implemented. So we've, we've got a few months, basically, to try and get this right. Mm. And who will conduct these assessments? So the uh, assessment process was put out to tender by the NDIA. We don't know at this stage, unless there's information that I'm not privy to at this point, but uh, I am a, I'm not aware of the people who were successful in um being awarded those tenders and of course one of the other issues um that we've made very clear in our letter to the minister is that people in regional and rural areas um they're going to have even less choice about who conducts those assessments and whether there will be any specialist knowledge whatsoever held by the assessors Mm. And I, I assume that uh, given that everything else uh, in the National Disability Insurance Scheme relies on occupational therapists, that uh, they're looking for OTs to conduct these assessments? Um, I 
don't think it's limited to OTs um, or occupational therapists for people who aren't familiar with that acronym. Um, but it's basically professionals um, with that sort of level of qualification, so psychologists, occupational therapists, you know, those sorts of people. Um, and yeah, again, that, that's not clear. What qualifications do you actually have to have uh, to conduct these assessments? Are they actually going to be relevant to the people you're assessing? Mm. I think that's really concerning. Ricky, who are you looking for to attend this roundtable? We're looking for anybody who's concerned about the impact uh, of independent functional assessments uh, on them. I've certainly spoken to members who are very concerned about the fact uh, or about the possibility that they won't have any control over how this process runs. There are people out there who have been traumatised by past assessment processes and this seems to be a factor that the NDIA have not uh, taken on board up to this point. So it's, it's certainly something that the Australian Federation of Disability Organisations, of which BCA is a member, has uh, campaigned on very hard in their letter to the Minister, which we've also endorsed. Uh, so we've written our own and AFTO or the Australian Federation of Disability Organisations have written their letter as well. Um, and yes, they, they've made it very clear that these sorts of assessments, uh, when they're conducted in such a formal clinical mode, uh, really do have quite traumatising impacts on people. And so, uh, again, that's one more factor that will contribute to people not providing their best responses on the day. And uh, just remind us when the roundtable uh, is on and how people can find out more information. Yep, so the roundtable is on the 5th of November. Uh, at this point, um, registration details have not been released to my knowledge. Um, however, uh, people can call the National Office once those registration details are released. I imagine they will be very shortly now that we have had uh, BCA Connect and that's been the major focus of staff at this point, understandably. Uh, so yeah, those registration details should, uh, should be released shortly and people can call the office on 1800 to register. Ricky, thanks once again for uh, for joining us and uh, good luck with it. Excellent. Thanks, Vaughan. Great to be here again. Ricky Chaplin there, Advocacy Officer with Blind Citizens Australia. If you have a strong view on independent functional assessments and their impact on you as an NDIS participant, or if you feel strongly about the impact on all NDIS participants, I encourage you to attend that roundtable the 5th of November. Contact Blind Citizens Australia if you'd like to know more. If you'd like to contact BCA, 1-800-033-660 is the telephone number, 1-800-033-660. Or you can email bca at bca.org.au, bca at bca.org.au. I'm Vaughan Benison. I'll talk to you again next week. We'll achieve the realisation of our dreams, of our dreams.